the Carl B. Phillips Show. Hosted by me, Carl B. Phillips, Uncle Carl. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Get ready for another great conversation on the Carl B. Phillips Show. Welcome to the Carl B. Phillips Show. I am Carl B. Phillips, Uncle Carl. Today's guest is a member of the stellar award-winning quartet group, Young Men for Christ. He's the owner of King L3 Entertainment. He's a singer who can sing in multiple languages, and he recently released a new single titled, He Did It. Please help me welcome Frank McGee. What's up, young man? How you doing, Carl? I'm great. You know you sharp tonight, man. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm going to have to lose about, <laughs> about 100 pounds so I can borrow that jacket one night and hang I out. I think you can fit it. <laughs> I think you can get in it. Ah. Well, listen, man, as I stated, I'm going to ask a couple of random questions. Mm-hmm. So this is the first random question. Which of these goals will you intentionally focus on in the new year? Get in better shape, spend less, save more, read the Bible more consistently, with a bad habit, or learn a new skill? Mm, those are something that I all want to do, um, honestly. <laughs> but um, I definitely, first things, can I give three or it has to be one? Well, well, go for it. Okay, so the first one definitely would be to uh, get closer with God and have more of a relationship. I have a relationship with him, but a little bit more, you know, going more into depth, you know, mm-hmm. um, being more uh, intentional with it and um, just more, being more involved uh, with God and ministry, of course. Um, secondly, I would say getting back in shape. I was I lost a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> I was going to the gym consistently last year. I just fell off so bad. Um God was dealing with me in some things. So, you know, I had to shift my focus, but that's definitely another priority of mine. And um, save more money. That's definitely, it should have been number one, but God is always first. But save more money, absolutely, because, you know, I save a lot of money. Um, and um, and you, <laughs> I have a lot of things I want to do. Do you uh, sometimes fall into that retail therapy trap? Absolutely. I find myself buying something every weekend. I have to stop eating out. Okay. I need to know how to cook. I I can cook a little bit, but not like I should and like I want to. So, you know, that's always me spending money on food, too. So, you know, I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm a bachelor, so I understand that because I can cook. But for me, it's Mm -hmm. like, why? It was just me because I find I would cook stuff and I buy stuff like like two years later, the stuff's still on my shelves and I'm throwing out. I'll put it in the freezer a year later. Let me throw this out. Let me a just year later. something up, <laughs> wipe my mouth, throw it out, and just take garbage out later on. I have to clean no dishes or anything. So I definitely mm-hmm. can understand um, the spend less, save more. Yes. I really Absolutely. enjoyed reading your bio. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I read that you are the only son to your parents. Yes. What, what was it like when you went from being an only child to a big brother of three sisters? Uh, what was happening so unexpectedly, honestly, um, I was the only child for 12 years with my mother and my sister, Brooklyn. Uh, she is now, she'll be 12 years old in July. And um, it was definitely a, a, a shakeup for me, you know, because I was so used to being the only kid, of course, you know, being spoiled. I was still a little bit of spoiled, a little spoiled, I would say. Um, but, you know, being the only child was, you know, of course you were, it was in your nature, of course. So it was a, a just from adjustment for me. But um it was easy. Once she came into the world, you know, I adored her. I loved her. 
feels like she's my child. <laughs> I don't have any yet, but you know, it feels like I, you know, I'm always there for her whenever she needs me. So it it turned out to be a great thing with my mother, of course, my first sibling. Yeah. So are you that protective big brother? Yes, I try to be. I try my best. Um using the um the guidance and the knowledge that my parents and my grandparents instilled in me growing up. I try to share that with them, you know, always being like, far as being in church, um, always being respectful, you know, you know how sometimes, you know, young people are when they're growing up and even uh, young ladies, of course, you know, snap back a little bit. So, you know, she had a little mouth on her. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, I mean, it comes with it, you know, and we've all been there. So, you know, it's just knowing how to um, guide them in that direction and just also being a help to my mother and also my other sister with uh, Bailey. Um, my other sister, she is nine. She'll be she'll be eight this year. No, nine this year. She'll be nine. And then with my other sister in California, with my father, um, she will be ten this year. And then it'll be nine or ten, nine or ten. I just can't keep up. But yeah, <laughs> I try to be that inspiration, that role model. You know, and they always, you know, say brother. They call me Lance. I have a lot of names, <laughs> so you know, they always try to call on me. So I finally, after reading your bio, figured out where Lance came from. I yes. know you're named after your father, but I'm like, it's his middle name, the Lance. <laughs> the Lance, yes, Franklin DeLance Lance McGee III. Like, Absolutely, I, was it, it it was like I could never figure out how did Lance come out of Frank. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talk about the McGee household on a Sunday when you were growing up? Well, the McGees are the um, my father's side of the family. Um, growing up, I was always around my, my, my father's family, of course, but the Johnsons were my um, family growing up. Uh, that was my great-grandfather, uh, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, which is my mother, my, my sorry, my father's mother. And, you know, that's where I really got my... Um, my spiritual growth from, you know, knowing of God and being involved in church from that side of the family, the Johnsons. And, you know, um, on a Sunday morning, you know, we go to church. Um, my, growing up in my home church uh, was New Great Design Hill uh, Bishop, um, Bishop, sorry, Baptist Church, where the pastor is um, Eddie James Patterson. And I had been going there uh, ever since I was at least four. And that's the church that I remember growing up in, you know. And, you know, and that's where I learned how to sing, you know, sing in church, be active in church, um, you know, have a relationship with God. And that's where that was established at. Um, but prior to that, my family attended a church called God's Way Baptist Church as well. And, you know, I remember some a little bit of there, but that's also um, some of my uh, growing up as well. We would go back sometimes because my family was still, you know, involved sometimes in the church at God's Way. But yeah, um, a Sunday morning. Um, you know, we go to church. Um, after that, we'll go to eat sometimes, you know. And, you know, we were always together, you know. We were sing together, you know, pray together, um, and do all of those things that, you know, spiritual family and Christian family would do. And, you know, it, it had paid a lot of impact on my life. And, you know, very grateful for it. Very grateful. What was your favorite Sunday dinner? Uh, to be honest, we would go out to eat on Sundays. <laughs> We were going out to eat, and that's my problem now. I was I become so accustomed to going out to eat, um, and, but also through the week, my great grandmother, um, uh, Irma Johnson, she would cook through the week, uh, every day. It was always a full course meal, you know, either it was a soup or uh, greens or neck bones or pork chops. It was always something being made over there, so we know we could go there and eat. And you know, um, yeah, I mean, 
definitely was uh the food that I ate, you know. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you know how to cook. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite dish to cook? <sighs> Salmon. Salmon is my favorite. Wait a minute. Uh, it's you, easy. You grew, you grew up on Southern food. Now you're going to get bougie. <laughs> oh, I like cooking salmon. Honestly, because it's, it's so easy. And, and now that we have the air fryer, I'm in the air fryer all the time. Everything goes in the air fryer. So, yeah, I, I, I'll do that with some um, broccoli, maybe, or asparagus, maybe, or something. But it's not often that I'm cooking. But when I do, I, that was my go-to. So, yeah. At what age did you discover your love for singing? And what led you to pursue a career in arts? Uh, ever since I was a child, um, I can remember uh, my family telling me I was singing all through the house. They would have to tell me to shut up, shut up, go sit down, go sit down. It wouldn't stop. Um, <laughs> me uh, being around music my whole entire life, um, first off, watching my family, uh, they, all my family sings, most of them, not all, but most of them. Uh, my great-grandfather was singing, my grandmother was singing, my great-grandmother was singing. And my uncle, who's a, a part of the group, he would sing, of course, and my cousin. So, you know, we all kind of had that uh, musical side to us or whatnot. But watching my uh, father uh, play for a group called Ann Scott and the Heavenly Stars in Detroit, um, which is a quartet group as well, um, seeing him playing um, keys and arranging their music, uh, and, you know, watching them also just sing as well, you know, being able to um, bring in the presence of God and being able to command the stage. And it's the, I feel like it was such the power of God as well, but the power that they held, you know, it kind of inspired me to be able to want to do something in that in that area. And uh, my dad would grow up um, playing the drums and playing lots of instruments. And then he also went into the producing side, which I do aspire to go to, uh, well, you know, get more entangled in or whatnot. So yeah, he's definitely been my inspiration. My dad is my number one inspiration for his music. And then once I was aware of the gift that I had that God had given me, um, I decided that, well, you know, I decided I wanted to go performing arts school. Um, mm -hmm. More so my parents decided because they saw the gift that I had. Uh, and I went to Marvin Wines Academy of Performing Arts. Uh, uh, the Bishop Wines is the founder. And you know that's where I really uh, discovered the uh, the gift and the the um the desire I had to be involved in performing arts and being an artist. So that leads me to my next question, and I hate when artists do that, but it, it works. Uh -oh. <laughs> no, seriously though. So my next question: Your educational history includes the Winans Academy of Performing Arts and Detroit Schools of School of Arts. Talk yes. about what you learned on your educational journey in those performing art schools? Um, <laughs> well, you know, going to a performing art school, I was so um, taken by uh, seeing the older, the older um, high school, I don't say high schoolers, but the older uh, children or kids, however you want to call it, seeing them uh, being so heavily involved uh, with the music and the drama, playing the violin and instruments, um, that gave me the motivation to push to want to do so before I even know what type of school, the school and who Marvin L. Wines was, I just saw, you know, the aspect of the, the youth being involved in the performing arts. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gave me the uh, the desire to want to grow more in that. And during my time at Wines, I learned so much um, being able to play uh, the bass violin, playing the other uh, violin, the cello. I haven't done it in a while, but, you know, I'm sure if I get back to the hang of it, I could do it. Um, sight reading, music theory, um, you know, uh, 
uh, reading music off, off, you know, off the sheet music, of course. And it was just like, you know, I was thinking when I went, it would be like a high school musical <laughs> type thing. But BBSA was more so that. I'll get into that. But um, yeah, being able to then know who Marvin Winans was. He would come into the rooms, you know, of course. And, you know, he would come into the vocal classes. And, you know, we'd say, Bishop Winans, Bishop Winans, you know. And it was a great experience, you know, because he catered to the performing arts and something that he loved as well. And he made sure that we were involved, you know, doing different things, um, had different celebrities come to the school, you know, and work with us. Um, and also, you know, I was most known, I would say, in the school uh, in elementary uh, for being the lion uh, in the Wiz. So every time, you know, he would see, oh, that's the lion, that's the lion. And, you know, in 2022, I believe, um, Young Men for Christ was able to go back to the church. So it was kind of a full circle moment for us. Oh, he said, oh, that's the lion. I remember, yes. So, you know, every time you would see me, that's the lion. And, you okay. know, that Wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to jump in. Can you sing a little yeah. bit? I'm the lion. Um, I'll say what you want, but I'm here to stay because I'm a mean old lion. Do, do, do. You can go where you're gonna, but don't get in my way, cause I'm a mean old lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I still have the videos uh somewhere of the script. I keep all of that stuff. Try to keep you know those memories. You know, just to be able to show my uh, children down the line. You know what I was able to do. We need to post that because we we need to see that. Right? Yeah, I got the pictures. I'm gonna have to uh, send them to you so I can check them out. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, you're also a former member of the Detroit Youth Choir, who doing a yes. fabulous job. I think your um, Disney uh, show comes out uh, in, yes. in the future. What mm -hmm. was it like being a part of DYC? It was a great experience, honestly. Um, I found about found out about it um, about DYC. I was watching the news with my grandmother one. I think it was a Saturday morning. And, you know, they were saying Detroit Youth Choir. They were on the news, I think, Fox 2 or Channel 4. And I said, oh, I like that. You know, the vibe was really nice. You know, they were singing. And it was for me to do something on the weekends, you know, besides school, but also to do something different. Um, so it was a great experience for me. I was more so there in the beginning stages um, before they are where they are now, of course. But, you know, I was um, uh, Mr. White. He was definitely, like, um, an inspiration to me as well. You know, he would give me that push and motivation. You know, I had a high range at that time. So they would try to use that all the time as much as they could. And, uh, and there was a song, um, Now Behold the Lamb. We did it for a Christmas show. Um, and I was doing the so nail solo uh, part on that song. And that's what most people knew me and remember me by. So those times were really good. You know, I learned how to choreography a little bit more. I'm not the best dancer. But I was able to, you know, do a little something with that. So it was a great experience all in all. Yes, very great. Let's, let's go back to the Detroit School of Arts. We, yes. we kind of got off a of track of that. Mm -mm. What was it like being in the Detroit School of Arts? Detroit School of I don't know if you've seen um, High School Musical or anything like that, <laughs> Disney, uh, Disney movie. But it was kind of literally like the same thing, I'll say. You know, we would be singing up and down the hallways. You know, it was an art school. It was the school of, um, that Aaliyah went to, graduated from. Mm -hmm. um and you know that legacy you know we knew we we knew we were you know it was dsa that was the school you know the place to be and you know that time there i was able to be a part of a lot of ensembles um vision Mail ensemble uh which was an all-mill choir we were able to travel to for tour um i'm sorry south africa uh for two weeks we toured johannesburg soweto pretoria uh, we were able to sing for first lady michelle obama uh sydney portier a lot of stuff we were able to do, and we were singing every weekend. I was doing that, 
and as well as the group uh young men for christ for a long time so you know it was it was i was singing every weekend every day and it was really um really 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 great experience i was able to um explore more um of singing more foreign languages and being able to um, enhance my knowledge in um, sight reading, music theory. I was able to uh, win a few competitions. Um, MSVMA, got the abbreviations what it stands for, but I scored superior, which is the highest rating. Uh, and also when I went to the national. So, you know, it was it was really great. I um, shout out to Cheryl Valentine, my instructor uh, at that time, Miss V, and you know, they're planning to do a reunion concert uh, this year. So. That's how much of a bond it was. You know, it was a great experience for all of us because we created a brotherhood outside of that. And not just in school, but we still connect with each other, still keep up with each other. It was more like a fraternity, you know. So it was a great, great time for me. So can you sing something in another language? You, you remember anything? Um, yes. Um, what's the name of that song? I'll sing it. Caro mio ben, credi mio ben, senza di te, languish al cor. Caro mio ben, credi mio ben, senza di te, languish al cor. Caro mio ben. Yes, I got the word meant. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that reminds me of when um, the, the, uh, the Grammys, when Pavarotti couldn't sing and Aretha uh, had to step the in. Franklin, yes. Yes. So who knows? It may be an award show. Uh, okay. here. Frank, do you know this song? <laughs> I learned it. I think she learned it on the. Well, I think she had knew it. Did she know it? She, she knew prior? it. She, knew, okay. she had done it prior. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, you, yes, just, yes. you just never know uh, where your gift might take you. So, uh, yes. Don't be afraid to explore, you know, that side of your gift. Exactly. Yes, yeah, being versatile. That's the best type of singer, in my opinion. All right. Time for another random question. Okay. Where would you most like to go on vacation? The beach, a cruise, mountains, sightseeing, theme park, or staycation? Sightseeing. I don't like... Um... <laughs> I like going to cruise. Well, my family's going to cruise this year, and I don't want to go. I just feel like you know I'm like too close in, or not close in, but I'm not able to do what I want. <laughs> so I'm like you know, um, and then also going out of I, I can go out of the country, you know, but I enjoy seeing different things. Like um, I'm not more. I don't. I don't have to go to a warm place for a vacation. Honestly, I don't have to go anywhere like you know hot or anything. I'll go somewhere like, you know, just to go. I can go to Memphis or somewhere down south. <laughs> but, you know, I when I go for a vacation, I want to be able to make a memory of um, something. Um, I think all vacations are memorable. But for as for me, I do enjoy sightseeing. Um, like, for instance, I do want to go back to New York. Uh, it's probably not a vacation spot most typical people would want to go. But I have a whole itinerary I want to do. I want to see a Broadway play. I want to tour uh, uh, Harlem, Times Square. Uh, see a few plays, you know, and that's for me, sightseeing, you know, and just also like my family would take trips to um, colleges, historic colleges. We went to um, a college in, um, got the name of it, it's in Washington, but um, we went there. I think it was, no, it's not a college, but yeah, we went there. Sightseeing is more a thing for me and being uh, more memorable for me. So 
in 2022, I did two trips to New York. Really? I did one for my birthday to see the MJ play. So I was in heaven. Okay. Was it good? It was awesome. It was awesome. Okay. And then I also wanted to do New York for Christmas. That mm, was so oh, cool. So I got to see the Rockettes, uh, yes. which was awesome. Uh, I went into Harlem and hung out. Great soul food place. And yes. I'm like, just go and just check out the vibe. Just exactly. And it's the aesthetic of New York. Like, it's yeah. just like, you know, a lot of greats have came from New York, you know. I'm not, and even not just gospel, but all genres of music. Like, you have Mary J. Blige, you have um, uh, so many others. I forgot the man's name. Ronnie Jerkins. The list can go on. That's why I love New York. You, you definitely got to go spend a couple of days in New York. And Did you go to that restaurant in Harlem where they uh, the, all the uh, the celebrities that signed their names? I don't want to say it's Gina's. I don't think it's Gina's. Oh, you're talking um, about um. So you got um Red Rooster, uh, mm -hmm. Melba's. Uh, I think it might be Melba's. Because uh, uh, what is her name? Uh, Sylvia's. Sylvia's. Okay, it was a lady's name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did Sylvia's. I did Melba's. I haven't did Red Rooster. I did the Red Rooster in Florida, and mm -hmm. I did a uh, soul food, a Caribbean soul food restaurant in Harlem. Mm -hmm. Also, I did the Apollo, went to the Apollo and checked yes. out the Apollo, uh, Showtime at Apollo. And that's so historic. It's yeah. so historic. <laughs> so, yeah, so historic. if you decide to go, I can tell you a few things to do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's get back to talking about music. Mm -hmm. You are the lead singer for the Stella Award-winning quartet group, Young Men for Christ. Talk about how the group was formed. Uh, back in 2012, um, I was asked to do a solo uh, for an event, um, just sing a song or something. So um, I didn't want to do that, go that route. I wanted to have, you know, the foolish event, the band, the singers and all of that. So I, my dad, of course, was going to play for me regardless. <laughs> so he was going to play with me. So I just, I said, I was going to ask uh, this guy named Devontae Harris. He played, uh, he was also a guy I knew, I knew growing up uh, amongst the quartet industry or whatnot. And just being a well-rounded musician, um, he played bass that day. And there was a guy named we call him Day Day. Uh, he grew up in church with us. So he played drums. And then my, I'm sorry, I take that back. I take that back. My cousin, Adrian Johnson, uh, he played drums. So this is the Johnson type of family, you know, the the, uh, the musical family. So he played the drums that day. And um, he didn't continue to go on with us. But um, my uncle was uh, came on afterwards. So my uncle was not even there in the beginning. It was just my, my dad, my cousin, uh, Eric Johnson uh, Jr., and uh, Devante, my cousin Adrian, and Devante. So yeah, the five of us. And we were asked to sing a song, uh, sing a couple of songs, whatever. And we just went, went on from there. And it became uh, a group. Uh, my uncle came in somehow. He said, oh, I'm about to get on this. I see where this is going. Because he also was involved in quartet. Uh, he played for the Heavenly Stars as well. He was their drummer. So yeah, he said, I'm going to hop on on this and let's do this. You know, it's, I can see where this is going. And it just took off from there, you know, um, Guys who came and gone, uh, but it's always been the foundation of myself, my uncle, my cousin, and my father. Uh, and you know that's that's where it started because you know it was a family thing, and it still is a family thing. Um, the goal was uh, to just be able to reach younger people, um, and also being able to sing alongside with your father. You know that's not done very much. So, you know uh, we both share gifts all within the family, 
and we just brought them together. And since then, it's just been a blessing, you know. Um, now we have um my uh cousin in law, who's my cousin, uh, which is my uncle's son, Eric Johnson Senior, his son in law. He's our drummer. And then we have Tony Stanford, um, Davion Gross, uh, Alan Stanford, Josh Turrentine, and Aaron Aaron Meyer. And our manager, Lavelle Nero. So yeah, it, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. So who who's currently in the group with you? Uh, the singers now are, are Davion Gross, uh, myself, Eric Johnson, uh, singer and junior. Uh, those are the, the singers currently. Uh, my dad is still a part. He does a lot of our marketing and our, um, you know, as far as our networking and our social media. So he's still untangled in that. Um, we have our musicians, Tony, Alan, Josh, Aaron, and Lance. And yep, and that's that's the combination of Young for Christ. So you're at the Stella Awards mm -hmm. and you hear Young Men for Christ. What was that moment like? It wasn't, it didn't feel real, honestly. <laughs> we, we were so surprised. I can remember when we first started out and we we're doing like a little docu-series or whatnot. Um, um, and we recorded. And you know, they said, um, what do you see yourself or where do you see your other group going and what do you want for the group? And I said, I want to have a stellar award, I want to have a Grammy Award. And I was 12 years old when I sang all of this. And to see that come into fruition in 2021, it was so unreal because we were against uh, up against so many uh, heavy hitters in quartet. There was uh Tubbs Morton and uh Gifted, there was Roy and Revelation and the gospel legends and ourselves. And um, you know. We had been singing a very long time, but we we're not like we were not. We were more northern known, I would say, not down south. So we were more so, uh, you know, the whole south is a whole other bracket of quartet. So you know, they were like, you know, they're not even known in quartet, you know. But we were known more so in the industry, and so that's how it was able to um to come into place. And you know, once that moment happened, it was just like so surreal. Uh, my dad was instantly crying as soon as he got on the stage. Him and my uncle both, you know, they he couldn't make it through the speech. Well, you know, but it was it was a great experience. It was a really, really, really great experience for us. You know, that that's so encouraging for other young people coming up that you can speak it early in life, but then see it mm -hmm. come to pass. Yes, yes, absolutely. Sometimes you don't think that it is, but you know, continue to stay um on the race because you know, once God sees something um that you're faithful to and he would give you the desires of your heart. And I've seen that come to pass. Wow. Let's talk about Frank McGee, the solo artist. 2019, yes. you put out, he keeps he keeps on, follow mm -hmm. up in 2021 with the single Make Me Better. How mm -hmm. did the experience of being a solo artist differ from being the lead singer of Young Artists for Christ? Uh, it was different, honestly. Um, it was being able to become, well, it was stepping into a, an area or era of independency, you know, I was so used to leaning on the guys to be there, you know, if I wasn't able to, to pull it together, they would be there to pull it together. But in this instance, I had no choice but to do it for myself. And, you know, I, I wanted that freedom to be able to do, like I said, I, I, I've been to a performing arts school, I've learned different genres of music, styles of singing. And, you know, when you sing quartet music, you're only subject to one certain style or one certain sound. Um, and you're not able to kind of break free of that. But that's why I said in this, uh, when I went about doing my own first solo single, I wanted to be able to step out on faith and do something different that people had not known for me to do or heard me do. Uh, and something that I know that was capable of doing, it was just being able to actually do it. 
So, you know, it was definitely uh, different for me, but I, I, I came accustomed to it. Uh, but I was not doing it fully as much as I was still doing, you know, Young Men for Christ, because Young Men for Christ was booked every weekend out of state and town interviews. You know, I wasn't able to fully, like, you know, go full force with it. Uh, but when I did um, put out that, he keeps on just like a little teaser to see what people would think. And I, I got a good response from that. And then when I put out the single in 2021, Make Me Better, I was able to reach Billboard uh, number 44. So that was a great experience. I never, never gotten that part as a solo artist. And with that time, you know, the time frame that I did um, put the single out, it was, it was good history or, you know, good moves for me, I would say. And I was just grateful to be able to, you know, be amongst and be around, you know, more industry people and, you know, be able to do different things and to mark new territory for myself as an artist and as a name for myself. And now we are uh, with the new single, uh, He oh, Did. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. You okay. Jumping You're jumping ahead. Gotcha. <laughs> Rewind. No. <laughs> so last year, I had the opportunity mm -hmm. of being at your live recording session. Yes, yes. And I'm going to speak this because this is something I felt. I believe you are one of the ones God is going to use to carry the legacy of Detroit gospel music into the future. Thank you. Thank you. I received that. Because of the impact that happened that night, I saw a total different side of Frank McGee. Mm -hmm. Talk about the night of the session and some of the people that you work with to, to make that night happen. Uh, yes. Um, well, that whole year, I, I said, I just wanted to do something different. Um, I wanted to, you know, really, like, you know, go for it. You know, people were saying, why aren't you putting out your own music? You know, um, you have a whole different entity. You're, like, set aside, like, totally different from, you know, uh, the group in Young Men for Christ. Because, you know, we, the group is known for the suits, you know, but I have my own swag, I'll say. So um, they wanted to, you know, people were like, why not showcase that and be, like, you know, versatile artist that you are? So, you know, I wanted to go about doing that. And the night of the recording, you know, it was it was very surreal for me. I was very nervous, you know. I was sometimes, you know, you get scared of what people would think and how they would react to you and how they would be accepted to you and the new, the new style of singing and genre. But I was also true to who I was as well. I didn't try to stray away too much from who I was as far as the churchy sound and the traditional sound of gospel music. Uh, but I was able to, you know, try some areas as far as contemporary music, you know, and uh, worship there, here and there. Um, but the recording, it was a great, great, great success, you know. Um, it, it, I People were saying they were making a, because I called it finally Frank. <laughs> Some people were like, you know, they're finally caring. And I just felt like, you know, I mean, great minds think alike. <laughs> but I did get inspiration from, um, from Karen Clark shared, of course, and that aspect. Uh, because, you know, she stepped out on faith as well, I believe. You know, she took a, took a chance, you know, stepping aside from her uh, sisters and, you know, doing something that she wanted to do. And you know, I said, finally, Frank, you know, let's, I'm going to be like Karen Clark here. Why not? And, you know, and, okay, you know, and look at Karen Clark here now. <laughs> so, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm, all I'm saying. But yes, she, no, that's definitely was an inspiration for me. But other than that, you know, I wanted to be able to do something different. And I think I accomplished that very, very, very well. Uh, working with so many great artists and young people, I wanted to make sure I was able to uh, work with people around my age and be, be able to give them that opportunity, you know, um, to be able to write, collaborate, arrange music. Uh, some of my material was mostly written by myself, but also I had um, Stacey Smith. Uh, she was also a writer on there. Uh, Tiffany Campbell from Ohio. 
Toledo, Ohio. And um, Tony Stanford, he did a lot of writing as well for the project. And he did a lot of the arrangement. Well, he, did, he did all the arranging. And um, I was able to sing along with uh, Kristen Murray, uh, uh, Pastor Christopher Murray's uh, daughter here in Detroit, um, Jeff Peterman, um, Joshua Harris, um, Danielle, can't think of Danielle's last name. Danielle and Deja Powell. Um, then those are the singers. And we had the instruments, uh, Jacob on guitar, uh, Andre Stanford on bass, Tony on keys, Josh on uh, Tarantino on organ. Uh, Josh is the daughter. I'm sorry, not daughter, I'm sorry. The grandson. Same. Grandson to uh, to Evelyn Tarantino, Asian, and the son of Carol Tarantino. So he does have a lot of legacy as well. And um, Leighton Shorter. Josh yes, Josh. Humble. Humble, young. Yes, very humble, very humble, very respectable. And one of my closest brothers, you know, all of them, we have a brotherhood, you know, we share, you know, share a good a good bond as brothers. And, you know, it, it was easy. It wasn't hard. That's what I thank God for. It was not hard. Everybody was, you know, on one accord. And it, the process was not hard at all, you know. And, you know, being able to just have that moment with them, it was great. It was great. You know, Tony and his brothers, man, they're doing a awesome job in the city yes i, I yes. was shocked i went to um bishop coney did a quartet program and i hadn't mm -hmm. been to a program in years it amazed <laughs> me all the young cats are hanging out at quartet yes <laughs> yes and this and it's so crazy honestly and that's the thing when, when the uh, young men for christ had, were able to go to um aim uh the church of god in christ um aim uh what was that we went twice and we were sung for Bishop Bishop Sheard, and he brought us back again to his church. And there were so many young people, so many young people bombarding the stage, like bouncing with us. It was it was a great. It, felt, it gave us that energy and that push. And you know, thinking in Detroit, there's not many, I would say, of young people that cater or that enjoy the music of quartet. But if you see people outside of Detroit, they love it. They love it, and it just it, it just gave us that 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 pushing energy that we needed. Yeah, from the session, you recently released your first, the first single, He Did It. Yes. What's the story behind the song and what does it mean to you? Uh, well, the song was, um, I, so, well, I'll say the process of me writing, I'll start this, the process of me writing uh, music, sometimes I will um, get a tone in my head and I record it or whatever. Um, I sometimes write down lyrics or whatnot. Uh, but the song came to me. I think I was at work one time. You know, I stepped away from my desk and I just started recording whatever you might be going through. So you know, it went from there, and you know, I gave the song to Tony. Uh, but the song just really talks about um, God's grace, God's mercy, bringing us through so many obstacles we face throughout our day-to-day -day journeys. You know, the devil tries to attack us every way we can, but God brings us through it. He brings us brings us out all right, brings us out on top, you know, he brings us through whatever we're going through. We just have to be able to stay faithful, stay true to him, stay prayed up, stay in his word, and God will do it and turn around. He already did it. So, you know, he did it for us. How can people get your music? How can they follow you on social media? And how can people contact you? Uh, I'm on all digital outlets, Frank McGee, that's um, Frank McGee, M-C-G-E-E. -E. Um, Instagram, I am Frank McGee. Facebook, Frank McGee. Everything is I am Frank McGee or type in Frank McGee. You will find me. Uh, for booking, you can contact me. I'm still, um, I'm looking for a manager. So, you know, until then, I'm managing myself in the moment. So, yeah, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'll get you, get you what you need so you can get me. 
<laughs> you know, um, I follow you on social media. Yeah. There was a season, I think you were kind of going through where you felt kind of frustrated and you kind of mm -hmm. displayed that on social media. Yeah. I kind of talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Speak to someone, speak to a creative who like you were get that got are frustrated right now with mm -hmm. what's going on with their career, with their music, with their just whatever it is that they're doing. Speak to someone uh about how they can work through that frustration to make their dreams become a reality. Right. Well, first I would say acknowledge the frustrated frustration, you know, uh be aware of how you're feeling and be able to pinpoint what it is that you're frustrated about and what's not working and what area of your life that it's not, that you're not being fulfilled in, honestly. And you target that area and you figure out ways that are going to be able to have a different outcome for you. Um, it can be, you know, talking to other people. And even if people say, don't go on social media to talk about everything. And I say, why not? You know, it, as long as you're not telling all your business. But you, you will find people who are in the same area and the same place in life that you are in. And they will help you get along with it, tell you what they did to get through it and tell that their coping mechanisms for um, getting out of the frustration or the state that they're in. And, the, you know, and even as artists, we sometimes become so, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? We become so stagnant in certain areas. And it's like, we, how can we manage to get out of this area? I had to find myself getting back to a happy place that made me happy and doing things that I did when I was much younger. Uh, even this is might sound crazy, singing around the house. I didn't do much of that, but <laughs> I grew out of it. But I felt like that made me happy. And that also inspired me to be able to get more creative and have time for myself. So I would just say acknowledge your frustration, acknowledge what it is that you need help with or you, you need a guidance in. And also talk to God, talk to God about it because he's the one that is able to uh, bring you out of it, whatever you're going through, honestly. And you know, you do those things, stay prayerful, stay true to who you are. Um, you know, so research your style of singing, research whatever your, your goal is, do your research. And um, I'm not imagining with the frustration, but for me, it helped me. Um, it's just a lot of things that you can do, but honestly, I just say stay prayer, stay prayed up, stay connected with God, um, stay true to who you are, you know, and just figure out what it is that you want to do. And don't let anybody deteriorate you or try to tear you aside from what it is that you love to do because God brought you to it. He'll bring you through it. And if he gave you that vision, he didn't give it to you for no reason. So, you know, just just stay true to who you are and just continue to stay faithful to him. He will be faithful to you. And you look before you know, you'll be, you'll be where you need to be. Wow. Frank Lance, D. Lance McGree. 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 <laughs> I don't just mess your name, but Frank McGee, man. <laughs> It's such an honor speaking with you tonight, man. You all need to go follow uh, Frank, get his music, get Young Men's for Christ music. And as I always uh, end every show, just a reminder to work like you don't need the money, love like mm -hmm. you've never been hurt, and dance like no one's watching you. God bless you until we have the opportunity yes, to meet again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Thank you for listening to The Carl B. Phillips Show. For more information, go to carlbphillips.com. The Carl B. Phillips Show. Follow Carl B. Phillips on Instagram so we can stay in contact with each other.